0: Welcome to the Midlife with Courage podcast. I'm your host, Kim Benoit, and every week I share stories of women just like you, amazing women over 40 who have found their courage to live life on their terms. These beautiful women have found the confidence to take on midlife like rock stars. They share their stories to inspire and encourage you to find your courage, build your confidence and start living every moment. Remember, if you enjoy this podcast, please remember to show me some love and leave a review. Now, let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Midlife with Courage. I'm Kim Benoit, your host, and I'm so happy to have you here. I'm also very happy to have my guest here today. Her name is Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to the podcast, Angel.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me, Kim.
0: I'm so excited to talk to you before we get into your subject and which I also am so excited to talk about. Let's tell tell us a little bit about you. Where in the world are you? Um, What are you doing right now? And then we'll go from there.
1: Sure. So I live in uh, the beautiful Merrimack Valley of Southern New Hampshire. I was born here and I can't seem to leave. (laughs) When I was a kid, I couldn't wait to leave. And now that I'm here, um, you know, way past kid zone, (laughs) way past even midlife, or maybe at the end of the midlife. I don't know. It depends on how we define midlife. I think it's a
0: fluid definition. Yeah, it's kind of
1: fluid. I'm still here. Anyway, I am uh, the executive producer and host of the number one internationally ranked eight time award winning Wickedly Smart. Women podcast and I am also a consultant and a business and communication strategist for uh, clients all over the world and I have been serving people all over the world uh, in that role for about 16 years now. Um, and before that, I was in the, in the real estate business and uh, at the end of that career, I was a um, developing with two partners, 51 single family houses, 56 apartments and an office building, mm-hmm. and was the national chairperson of my trade association all at the same time. And that was when midlife struck. <laughs> and I had, a, <laughs> I had a spiritual awakening that um, took me out of real estate and into what I'm doing now.
0: So can we talk about that a little bit cuz I it's like awesome. I love those stories like
1: how did that yeah. happen Yeah well so I was there you know I was at the top of the game right mm-hmm. as uh, I was the national chairperson of my trade association doing this big gigantic multi-million dollar project with two partners and um we had a personal um I call them life ruptures we had a life rupture in my family um having to do with my son who was sexually assaulted at daycare um, when he was three. And that was a big, huge, like what the hell am I doing with my life moment? And as a result of that, that was kind of like a turning point in my life where I just had to say, whoa, you know what, what's happening and um, make some decisions. And some of those decisions, including you know, they included divorcing my husband, my first husband. Uh, they included leaving behind my business partnership. Um, and all while this was happening, like the on the practical side, you know, the 3D side of things, I was also having this huge spiritual awakening internally where I was discovering that I had, um, you know, I had spent my life being the good, you know, getting all the A's and ticking all the boxes and, mm-hmm. you know, checking all the check marks and had the white house with the fence and the black dog and the two cars in the garage and the kid and the, you know, 401k and like all the things you're supposed to have um to make you quote unquote successful in our society. And um, none of that mattered when we went through that life rupture. And so I, I ended up, also discovering in my spiritual awakening process not only did I have to shed my old life but I also had this opportunity to open up to and welcome and a lot got germinated within me all of these parts of myself that had been repressed suppressed and depressed to fit down that narrow path of checking all the the boxes and so Part of the spiritual awakening was I discovered my artist, I discovered my author, I discovered my healer, I discovered my performer, I discovered like all of these latent and previously ungerminated parts of myself. And I gave them permission to, I gave myself permission to, um, Both heal and reveal and welcome these parts of myself that um, had been dormant. Yeah, and ultimately that led me to. I, I ended up opening up an art gallery and healing art center for a couple of years in my downtown. I produced a street festival two years in a row, and then I ended up getting called. share my message and my story with others and i started in the online space in 2008 and um, that's pretty much where i've been since is in the online space serving people all over the world i've i've um, been hired by people all over the world my clients collectively have generated in excess of 100 million dollars primarily they're women i help um, them to feel great speaking and powerful asking for money and to get really clear on uh, what their legacy body of work looks like and the value that they have and being able to command that value in the marketplace.
0: I love that welcome,
1: ass- welcome wealth. Welcome, welcome wealth.
0: And we are going to totally dive into that because I think that's an important topic to talk about. Um, while you were talking, of course, I'm taking notes about the mm-hmm. things that you were saying. Um, I love, I'm so visual. I like, I picture things when people are talking and I like how you use that narrow path before mm-hmm. and then you kind of opened it up and that's kind of how I feel like when, you know, I hear of someone or even myself, you know, we get to that point where like, okay, what's next? What, what now, what can I do? And I just visualize like opening up my arms and we're you can see me, but the audience can't, but I'm like opening up my arms and flinging them out. And it's just such a joyful thing mm-hmm. to me. Is that kind of how you felt too?
1: I definitely did. I, I will say that I was spiritually intoxicated for a while. <laughs> I was yeah. like, wow. <laughs> like i was in this state of wonder um and and that is actually one of the keys to being able to welcome wealth is to to um you know enter back into that childlike state of wonder and one of yeah. my uh, I guess I'll save it for the end, my okay. takeaway. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I was going to say one of my favorite prayers, but I'm going to, I'll save that we'll for save the, it end. To the end. <laughs>
0: what a wonderful story and what a transformation. And I think that's amazing. And I wish we had more than t- more time than what we have today to talk more about that. But tell us about what you do and how you help women welcome in wealth.
1: Yeah, so the first thing I want to do is I want to really define wealth for everyone. Um, and I like to use the uh, memnotic device I like to use the word thief, T H I E F. So you can write that down if you'd like. And what it is, thief is the sum, is each of these parts, it's the sum total of all the resources that make up a wealthy life. And I use the word thief because very often we are stealing from one or more of these resources. So the, the, the resources are time, our health, our imagination, which is a combination of our intellect and our intuition, our ecosystem of exchange, and this is where the money piece comes in, the actual financial money piece is it happens in your ecosystem of exchange. And then fun. Fun with our family, friends, and fellows on the journey. So the first thing I would um, want anybody listening to think about is where are you stealing from? Are you stealing from fun with your family, friends, and fellows? Are you are you robbing yourself of time? I was a time robber. I was a time, like a big time robber. I would I would think to myself, the words I would say in my head was, I can squish this in. I can squish this in. I can squish <laughs> this in right uh-huh. um i robbed from my own health i think it was 2018 i found that i had health issues and i literally had to like reset my entire life in 2018 2019 to um to attend to my health issues and the reset required that i needed 20 hours a week to attend to my health issues <laughs> that
0: sounds like it, a huge amount of time
1: yeah because but it was because i had robbed myself so badly right i had robbed myself so badly so one of the i mean and they're they're intertwined with each other they're not distinct they are the sum total of all of the resources that we have available and that's how i define wealth and a wealthy life um so You know, how do we ward off wealth? This is one of the things I teach. How do we ward it off? We ward off wealth. There's a number of different ways that we ward off wealth. The first is we worry. Worry is an incredibly non-utilitarian waste of your time and it erodes your health worrying creates stress hormones okay so it erodes your health and it's utilizing your imagination in the direction of something that you don't want right mm-hmm. so worry is the first way that we ward off wealth um withdrawing is the second way that we ward off wealth and what withdrawing looks like is let's say you're inspired by this podcast episode and you're dialed in and you're tuned in and you're hearing what i'm saying and you are like on fire to make a change in your life. And then you turn off the podcast and you pull back and you don't take that action or create a momentum in a new direction for yourself. And you've pulled yourself back. When you pull yourself back, that's going to ward off wealth because wealth financially happens in the ecosystem of exchange. It's where two or more are gathered that we are able to exchange energy and money and ideas and create the transformation. The third way that we ward off wealth is waffling. So waffling is being unable to make a decision. And I like to use an example of like, let's say you're at this live event and you've got a little business that you're starting and the speaker's on stage and they give you this offer and they say it's $10,000 and we're going to take your entrepreneurship and we're going to you know, expand your reach and help you to express yourself more clearly. And you're thinking to yourself, oh my God, this is exactly what I need. And then you go to the ladies room and your best friend texts you and says, you remember that cruise to the Caribbean that we've been looking at for years? It's finally on sale and it's $10,000. And now you have $10,000 cruise ship $10,000, entrepreneurship, cruise ship, entrepreneurship, cruise ship, entrepreneurship. And you stay in waffling for so long that both ships sail. And you're standing still, you know, having not done anything. So waffling wards off a wealthy life. Whining, many women in particular, but men too. Women whine over wine. (laughs) So whining over wine, men bellyache over beer, women whine over wine. And what happens when you're whining is, especially when you're whining with others, is everybody is colluding with your sob story and giving more energy to your sob story. And when you add alcohol to the mix, it's actually lowering everyone's consciousness, lowering everyone's vibration, lowering everyone's defenses, lowering every like it's just a low vibe thing to wine over wine or bellyache over beer and um money in particular you know is not going to be excited or attracted and certainly clients aren't going to be excited or attracted to that low vibe and if they are they're going to be low vibe clients right Um, and then the final one is waiting on. And this is like Cinderella waiting on all of her stepsisters, which we see often in women's business groups. I don't know if you've ever been on Facebook in a women's <laughs> business group, but there's these there's there's typical Cinderella women in these groups. And ask me how I know, because I used to do this all the time, who <laughs> as soon as somebody posts something, they run in to give guidance and support and advice unpaid, unpaid unpaid oh. unpaid okay and and these are the people that just do it again and again and again and again and again um the other part of waiting on is waiting on the handsome prince to come and rescue you right so <laughs> it's both the both sides of cinderella's waiting on and that's going to ward off wealth as well
0: oh that If you could see me right now, like audience, I had like little light bulbs going off over my head, like each time, each thing you said, worry, withdrawing, waffling, whining, and waiting, because I totally get all of those. Like I've done all of those. Well, let
1: me be clear. It's waiting on. Waiting on. There's a difference between waiting and waiting on. Sometimes we put the buns in the oven and we have to wait while the buns cook, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's a difference between being patient and you know, you know, being in a state of of expectancy versus mm-hmm. waiting on where you're looking for somebody to rescue you or you're busy running around rescuing everyone else
0: yeah yeah i'm just like Whoa. how? so <laughs> so how Ooh, she's, got, you- the she's know, got the chills i know was like oh my god i'm doing that and the, just the self-identifying. About, mm-hmm. there's yes. some self-identifying oh my gosh <laughs> um but no like you know i've always i've talked about this before in this podcast about like it's not just the money mindset, but that's part of it where, when you said, you know, you jump in and help other people without being paid, unpaid, mm-hmm. like, of course, I mean that, like, why did I never think of that before, you know, but you just, you just jump in and you do it because you want to help. But Well,
1: women in particular, Kim, and it literally has only been probably the last 30 years, I'm going to say. hmm highly highly socialized to be the ones that keep the social fabric together on a volunteer basis right Uh, mm -hmm. it's the women's club that puts the big garden up in the center of town all volunteers it's the women's club who gets this you know this together it's the oh i'm gonna go help my neighbor even if my own kids are in trouble over here um Mm -hmm. it's like We have been socialized and conditioned to believe that it's better to give than to receive. And that I will say is absolute fallacy. Imagine Kim, all you can do is breathe out. Hmm. How long are you gonna survive? How long are you gonna, you cannot function. No. Without an, an exchange. You cannot function. And women will burn ourselves to the ground in service to a belief system that is absolutely extractive of our resources, of our creativity, of our heart, of our well-being, to the point where we end up dried up old husks with nothing left to give.
0: Mm -hmm
1: because it's been sucked out of us because we have been conditioned to believe that it's better to give than to receive. And I am here to say that is a lie.
0: It's a lie. So how do you help us get out of that? What is your, what is your program? What do you do?
1: Yeah. So, um, one of the things I love to help women reframe with And I learned this, it took me years. I mean, I was probably 10 years into my entrepreneurial journey by myself. So I had been in the real estate business with partners, but this was, you know, the work that I do now is is my own business. Mm -hmm. And I was about 10 years in before I went to an event and this woman got up on the stage and what came out of her mouth was like, oh my God, that's the word. I am hired. I don't help people. I am hired, okay, so I am hired by people who are looking to create a wealthy life by design, to design a wealthy life, to be intentional, to be creative, to be able to overcome these five ways that we ward off wealth and welcome wealth instead. And there's actually five antidotes, which we're not going to get into today because we're not going to have time, but there are antidotes. And, and you can find out about your own wealthy life readiness by taking a quiz that I have set up for everyone. You can get that at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And when you go through that process of taking the quiz, it will give you a score of you know where you're at on the on the range of really embodying a wealthy life by design. So um, I'm hired. <laughs> and as soon as I got that word help out of my vocabulary, cause Kim, think about this, okay? If somebody says, oh, I can help you with that. What does that mean? Does that mean they're, they're gonna come over and pack my boxes on a volunteer basis? Or are they saying that I can hire them to pack my boxes if I'm moving, right? So when we use the word help, it's that sniggly, unclear, voluntary, am I a volunteer? And then we get into this weird thing of like, oh, I said I could help, but I actually wanna be hired. And now I have to ask for money. And now I feel weird about asking for money. And so I'm just gonna do it. And then we've taken and stolen our time from ourselves that we could have used to be in a selling conversation with somebody Mm -hmm. that we could have used to get hired so that our business is thriving and we're supporting them to thrive in whatever area we're working with them on, whether it's health or finances or business or, you know, relationships, all the things. Mm -hmm. And um, we are stealing from the potential clients who are actually waiting for us and they can't get in the door because we're busy over here helping somebody for free. Oh my gosh. I, I love, it's just, it's
0: so like, you're talking about me like totally, which is amazing. Like I hope people out there are getting this too, because I think it's, I know a lot of people in that situation and they want to help. And, but yeah, that it's just, I love how you make it so cl- very clear. Like, Um,
1: clarity is divinity, Kim. Clarity is divinity.
0: (laughs) Love it. I love it. Oh my Uh, gosh. That's amazing. So you mentioned your quiz and we'll put that link in the show notes, of course, but how, where would people find you? Do they go to your website?
1: Yeah, they can go to my website, wealthylifementor.com. And at that website, there is, um, a link also to the quiz. And there's also an opportunity to apply for, uh, to qualify for a consultation. If you feel like I've said anything today that resonates with you, stop taking notes, start taking action, right? (laughs) Don't withdraw. Don't pull back. You know, people, people go to these events or summits or listen to podcasts and they're like, oh, I got to write that down. I got to write that down. I got to write that down and like have hundreds of notebooks of things written down and they're still in the same place. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Writing, writing things down is a great way to get them to start to integrate, but taking action is how and implementing on what you've written down. It's better to implement one thing than to have 10 notebooks of written down things. Exactly. Right.
0: So how do you, do you work with people one-to-one in person on zoom? I'm assuming if you're seeing people all over the world, there's technology involved. Yeah.
1: I've been, I've been using uh, virtual for years. So I used mm-hmm. to do phone and now I do phone or zoom. It depends. I personally prefer phone because I mm-hmm. love to be able to be in motion when I'm serving people. It helps uh-huh. me. Um, and then sometimes I want to do Zoom because we need to do visual stuff. And so I use my flip chart. So yeah, it's all virtual. And I am in the process now of also uh, helping people to become bestselling authors. Uh-huh. through participating in collaboration books that are connected with the Wickedly Smart Women podcast brand. So oh, nice. we just did a, a collaboration book uh, called Wickedly Smart Women, Trusting Intuition, Taking Action, and Transforming Worlds. And that uh, book was a number one new release in six categories. And it actually uh-huh. ranked in 34 different categories, international bestseller. And that book, we're doing a volume two because I also – um you know, I, I'm a podcast host. I only have so many interview spots during uh-huh. the year. I only do 68. So it's exclusive. Uh-huh. You, you know, not everybody gets to be interviewed on the show. Uh-huh. Um, and the overflow of people who have amazing stories, we just said, Oh, we're going to do a book. So we did this book and now we're doing a volume two and we're probably going to do a volume three and a volume four and a volume five and so on and so on. Oh, so, wonderful. Yeah. So anybody out there who has a really powerful story and, and it's like a, it's like a great starting point. So for me, when I had my spiritual awakening, one of the first things I did was I had to, I did write down, you know, when we're talking about writing things down, let's write down your story and then get it published, right? Instead of having it in your journal, let's write it down and then get it published. And um, becoming a published author is a rite of passage. like. It's, it's an identity shift. So for anybody who's listening who knows that they have a powerful story, then certainly get in touch with us about participating in one of our next books.
0: Wonderful! Yes, that's amazing. And so wickedly smart women—I love that title. Mm-hmm. I just think that's amazing. It's—it's um, I mean, it's on Apple and all the platforms. Yeah,
1: it's a n- uh, number one internationally ranked, eight-time awesome. award-winning. Here's all the awards. I see that. My head—I'm awesome. running out of war- room for the awards. I need a new shelf. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, we're downloading in 108 countries. We're um, top one percent of all podcasts across all categories all over the world, according to Listen Notes. So yeah, oh. Wickedly Smart Women. And we are over 220 episodes at this point. So. Wonderful.
0: And I have yeah. listened to a couple episodes. They're very good. Hey, so thank have,
1: you so much. Yeah,
0: you you interviewed some amazing women. Thank
1: there, you for being so. part of our ecosystem of exchange. Yes, yeah. of course. Of
0: course. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Please rate and review. We love five stars. I
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> See, That's sure. an
1: exchange. That's there an you exchange. go. Right there. You listen yes. to my show. The, the fair exchange is write a review write and a give review. it a rating, even if you don't like it. If you, you know, even if it's two stars, at least you've yeah. exchanged with me. Yes, right? and
0: it's an honest review. That's what yeah. I say. You leave me an right. honest I've review. I've never
1: too, had so. anything less than five stars, though. No. Let me say that. Awesome.
0: <laughs> I would be surprised <laughs> if you did. So that's Angel. I just so enjoyed this talk with you, and I feel like we could just talk longer and for days. But um, <laughs> before we leave, could you give us one little tidbit or nugget of information that you can share with us?
1: Yeah. So one of the first things I teach people in terms of helping to shift from uh, warding off wealth to welcoming wealth is to employ wonder. And so my favorite prayer is never let me lose my sense of awe and wonder. It is from that place of childlike curiosity and joy and exploration that we are able to welcome and enjoy a wealthy life by design
0: wonderful and that message is amazing so angel thank you again we will put all your information into the show notes so people could come and find you take that quiz and work with this lady you guys she she's just inspiring me in just the short conversation so mm-hmm. i think you should uh, check that out so thank you again you have a great day and we will talk to you soon thank you Thank you for listening to this episode of Midlife with Courage. I hope that it has inspired and motivated you to live your best life. I'm Kim Benoit, a retired registered nurse, a wife, a mom, and now a certified aromatherapist. To learn more about my story and to get some tools to help you on your health and wellness journey, please go to my website www.midlifewithcourage.com. You'll find lots of great information there. And if you would like to, go ahead and subscribe to my newsletter so that you are always up to date on what's happening. I promise not to bombard you. I usually send out a newsletter once, maybe twice a month. So check that out. Until next time, take care of your beautiful self, and I'll talk to you soon.